Welcome to the Vineyard. Glad you're here. Welcome to those of you joining us online. Love to have you here on a, it's a very nice Sunday here. Hope you're having a good Sunday wherever you are as well. We are going to um, continue on in and complete our uh, series that we're doing called Imager and Training. This series has been about our vocation. We're called to reflect God to the world around us and to one another. And that this was how it was intended at the beginning. And if you were here, you, you heard me really make the connections in the in the first time that we were together. And I'm not going to do all of them again, but uh, go watch it if you're curious. Uh, you know, a cosmic temple, and there was an image in the temple, and that was us. And, uh, and that was our vocation, in effect. We were partnering with God, and we were going to make him known throughout the planet. And then at the fall, that got messed up. Um, but at the cross, it's restored, and we, we talked about tie-ins to Exodus and to the Ten Commandments and into the Beatitudes. And the Beatitudes are um, really what it's like to live in the kingdom. These are the things that Holy Spirit has done in us that we're to be reflecting in the world around us. And I, I like to say it's not that we're, we're striving to them, it's that they should be happening. If you have Holy Spirit in you, these are the things that you should be reflecting into the world, these Beatitudes. And when we're not, then it's for us to look at and say, hey, I'm not yielded in these areas. I need to really press in so that I can uh, experience the life that I have and make a difference in the world around us. So, so that's what this series is all about. And we've talked about, you know, the first four I said were really a challenge to stay away from self-seeking, self-satisfaction, self-serving, and self-righteousness. And then they shifted a little, and it became about being merciful, filled with mercy. It became about integrity, purity of heart. And last week we talked about peacemaking, that... This is the heart of God, that he's reconciling us to him uh, and no longer counting our sins against us. He's made a way at the cross for us to get back into relationship and that this should, too, be our message because it's his message into the world around us. Today, we're going to look at the last of the Beatitudes, um, which is about being persecuted. And so uh, it's a very good one. And I think we'll, uh, we'll like looking at that together. Before we get there, bad jokes. What's the difference? Between a poorly dressed man on a tricycle and a well-dressed man on a bicycle. A tire. Did you hear about the guy who invented lifesavers? Yeah, they say he made a mint. Last one. This is my favorite. You, I don't think you'll like it. Apparently, a cheese factory exploded in France. Debris is everywhere. (laughs) Alice, my love, come pray for us. Actually, I've got them in a pretty good place for you today. So, pardon me. They're actually in a pretty good place for you today. You did, yeah. Yeah, 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 good. Not, not, not so bad. I guess if. You're going to be around an explosion. It might as well be an explosion of cheese, right? Cheese. Yeah. Like Sounds I said before, don't don't get me started on cheese jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut the cheese, Alice. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's my husband. Yeah. That was really funny. <laughs> Nobody got it. They're too embarrassed to laugh. <laughs> Awkwardness sets into the crowd. Okay, let's refocus and and uh, pray to Papa before we read the word together, shall we? Thank you, Lord. Let your kingdom come again in our hearts and in our lives today, Father. You created the universe. You put the stars in the sky and you set the planets into motion. And you call us beloved. 
your workmanship, your poema. Lord, there is nothing we can place in our hands to give you. We can't give you anything. So, Father, we just lay our hearts before you. Do with them what you will today. Father, let us truly be people that reflect you, that walk in your image. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? The text today is out of the Gospel of Matthew, and this is chapter 5, verses 10 through 18. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Blessed be the word of God. Y'all can be seated. We didn't transition very well just then, so she walks off the platform going, awkward. I was just, I was sitting there, I was was holding my Bible. You know, a lot of times I read my Bible, I read it on a computer, um, just because it's, I'm busy and I'm studying and those kind of things. But I hope you you still have a Bible that you sometimes connect with, uh, an actual one, a book, and that... It does, I was just, as I opened it, you know, it, it smells good. It, it, there's just some good stuff in there. I hope you have that. If not, you, you, need to, you need to have one probably somewhere. And I get it. I read it on my iPad and stuff all the time. But there's just something about sometimes holding on to the Bible and turning the pages and doing those things that I think is very important. So that's extra. I don't even know why that shared with that. But, you know, read your Bibles. Read your Bibles. Every day. So that last verse that Alice read, and it tied into that song that we did, you know, let, let the light shine, the light of heaven, let it shine from us. That was kind of our hearts crying that song. And it's a big part of imaging and being image bearers with God. And so today we've worked our way up to the last of the Beatitudes, which is blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. And, and this is an interesting one. I, I think sometimes this is the one that, uh, uh, nobody really thinks they want blessing of the persecuted, but it's the one that Jesus spends the most time on in all of these and uh, tosses in a rejoice and be glad. So it's obviously very important that we uh, take a look at it and understand what's going on. And I think with all the Beatitudes, when we're honest, they're a little different than what we expect. You know, we, we started out in the, you know, verse three, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit. 
for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And what in the world does that mean? And we kind of had to work our way into those things. Um, so, so sometimes they hit us and we go, well, how can that be? And how can, can, be, how can Jesus be saying this, this blessed are the persecuted? Uh, and, and yet he means it. And, um, I think it's also kind of shocking because we've we've worked our way through these other seven, uh, and we I, maybe you think we get to number eight. Well, eight should be sort of the payoff uh, after we've grown and matured, and we're you know we're really w- imaging well. We should get to number eight, and it should be you know blessed are you and woohoo, uh, and it's it's that the result of all of it looks like um, yeah, not at all. When you're really doing it the way you should be doing it, you're gonna you're gonna experience some level of persecution. And, and so we have to look at that. One of the things I also want to remember too, remember I said that for years I've looked for the best way for me to understand what it means to be blessed. And there's lots of different ways that people look at it, what it means, you know, happy, all those things. I, I really think the best definition I've, I've, I've come to with um, this idea of being blessed here in the Beatitudes is it really means on the right path. You're on the right path. When this is going on, you're on the right path. Uh, and so, you know, you're on the right path when you're poor in spirit. You're on the right. And it ends this way. You're on the right path when you're being persecuted for righteousness sake. You're, you're blessed in that whole idea. And so uh, I want to talk about, to start like, by trying to sort of talk about what, what is persecution and that there's levels of persecution. But... Uh, and, and there's horrific levels, don't get me wrong, but, but persecution is persecution, and so you just need to be aware of it. I, I read something the other day, and someone was saying, well, we, you know, in the country we live in, we can't even begin to talk about being persecuted. But yeah, we can. It's, it certainly does have some impacts, and we'll look at while, and we'll also know that there are people going through it far worse uh, uh, in, in various parts of the world. So, so what is it? What's persecution? Well, it's, it's the result of a conflict between two opposing value systems. That's what persecution is. And so the, on us, you know, it's, the, it's the, the full and abundant now and forever life that we have in Christ has a distinctive value system and it clashes with the value system that our culture has. And so the, the result in this conflict is persecution. And it's going to happen. Luke 6.26. Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that's how their ancestors treated the false prophets. So uh, it, it's not good if everybody speaks well of us. Um, it, it really means we're, we're not living it out the way that we should. Now, there's, there's balance to all that. But remember last week I said, you know, I, I, I came to the realization that not everybody's going to like me. And it's part of it is that, that this is part of the deal. Uh, but there are people that do, and I'm glad about that. And, and, but you have to realize that when you live this life for Jesus, th- you're going you're gonna to hit some levels of persecution. Not everybody is going to like you, agree with you, all those things that happen. Uh, Jesus even said, listen, if the, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world, and that's why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master, and if they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they uh, will obey yours also. He's given us some pretty definite. Say, listen, if you're following me, these things are going to happen. Paul actually clears it right up for us, 2 Timothy 3.12. In fact, I love how Paul says things. So here's a fact is what he's saying. This is a fact. You can bank on this. Everyone, and there's no wiggle room there. I've told you that. The definition of everyone is, thank you very much. Everyone who wants to live 
a godly life in Christ Jesus will, again, no wiggle room, be persecuted. It's part of this life because of this conflict that we have um, about us living for God and the fact that the culture has a different set of values that they are um, living by. And so this conflict happens. Now, as I said, there are many, many, many Christians around the world who are suffering, I, I would call them horrific persecutions for their faith. They're being killed. They're being, uh, to have everything that they have taken away from them. It's just levels of evil that are hard for us to even comprehend. That's ongoing around the planet at this very moment. And, um, you know, we need to be praying for those people who are being persecuted like that and continue to lift them up. But even here in, in, uh, in a country that, you know, has churches everywhere, there's still persecution that happens uh, for those of us who are trying to live this thing out. And so as a believer, you will face some level of persecution in your life for just for putting God first in your relationships with your with your families, with your friends, um, with your co-workers at your school, in your community, whatever it might be that you're going to have this uh, situation that takes place. And, and like I said, there's there's big ones, but but there's there's little ones. There's. There's smaller things that happen, and you, you may not even realize what's going on. It's, uh, you know, maybe in your families, uh, if you're a believer, you face a little persecution where you're, they treat you a little different, or, you know, they, they kind of tease, or, um, or could really hard, be hard teasing. Alice and I, we had a, when we first came to uh, Christ years ago, uh, our families, you know, they... They weren't sure what to deal with it. And so we caught a level of person. She had a great uncle who we were sitting at a table one time and he looked at me because I, I was called into the ministry. And, and he says out loud in the middle of nowhere, didn't even get invited. Never met a preacher that didn't bear watching. He wasn't saying it good either. Alice was laughing because she thought at first he was joking. He was not joking. He's obviously had some bad experiences. And I was like, well, that's welcoming. And you know we we um we had we just we caught some pushback. Now some of it was uh, because we we weren't in our zeal. Maybe we went around it. We went about it initially wrong. Like um, so, uh, we got saved in October, not this last one. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it wasn't October. And that Christmas, because I, I man, I when when. Uh, when that event took place, when I gave my life to G, I mean, he, it was, I was, I wanted everybody to know. And I was, oof, because I was, it was so radically different. And so I thought that the best gift I could give my family was I'm going to buy them all Bibles. And I thought it was like the best thing I'd ever done. And it wasn't so well received. And they, so they all looked the same when I walked in with a big handful of Bibles wrapped. They were all wrapped, you know what I mean? And the first one opened it because they didn't know. Uh oh. And then everybody else like didn't even want to open theirs. <laughs> we were we were laughing that so October, right? I get to see. so um, I, it was in time for Halloween. Uh, the first Halloween thing came around, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give all the kids that come by little New Testaments because I'm like they need to know this stuff instead of candy." And uh, <laughs> It was not well received. <laughs> it's like the Charlie. I got a rock. I got. I got a Hershey's. I got. I got a Bible. Uh, 
You know, and this is, and here, this is true, and you can ask Alice. Ever since that day, that was a long time ago, 30 plus years ago, that first, first time that we ever did that, uh, I, we have never had another trick-or-treater come to the house. <laughs> and, and we've moved like four times. How they know. And every year, I get candy every year expecting, well, this is a year, and they've just given up on us. So if you don't want people coming around your house, that's the way out. So, so but I'm not, but I'm not talking about those kind of things. I'm, I'm just saying that that you're going to face this this thing just for trying to live it out properly. You're, you're going to face persecutions in your families, and and uh, uh, it, it can happen. We had family members who, you know, used to tease and mock there initially, and and like I remember one conversation in particular where where the conversation had turned around, and they were just giving me a hard time about being a believer. Like, well, you're gonna are you gonna save me now? And I'm like, I was annoyed at that point. I'm like, no. Not going to happen. I'm never. No. So, but, you know, sometimes the strongest pushback, they were the first ones in. The the two particular individuals who were pushing back the hardest, both got saved, probably the soonest out of the rest. So so you just never know how this thing, but it happens. Uh, it happens just in general conversations. I'm not going to be talking to somebody and they find out what I do. And they'll look at me like I'm, uh, then they have this different opinion. And then they'll go, but do you believe the Bible? Yeah. Like, you believe all those things happen? Yeah. I said, yes, I do. And, and then they start to treat me differently, like I'm special. <laughs> and that's a type of persecution. Like, they just don't think I can, you know, how can, it's 2021. How can you, man, I, you get how those things happen. Sometimes it's in the shows that you watch. Like, uh, on, uh, we, we, we often get a bad rep in shows. And a lot, like, I'm, if there's a Christian that pops up in a TV show, a character, I think, oh, he's going to be, he's going to either be the guy who did it, <laughs> or they're going to just make fun of him. And uh, those are all types of persecution. I mean, so it's, it's all part of the deal. And uh, it, it's going to happen. So, so why? What, what's going on? Why, did, why are those things happening to us? And um, and again, as I said, so it's it's not us. Some people say, "Oh, I'm being persecuted," and I and I, I have to kind of lovingly go, "No, you're you're just you're not. It's not you're not being persecuted for living it out. You're pers- being persecuted for being judgy or critical or not loving well. That's a whole different set of things. You you kind of earn those things. But what I'm talking about is 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 persecution that happens from trying to live this thing out. Rightly. Now, fascinatingly, the, uh, this idea comes because we're, we're blessed for, uh, you're, you're per- when you're uh, blessed for the persecuted for, for righteousness sake. So it's a persecution that comes from righteousness sake. Now, the sake. So in the Bible, there's some cool things that happen when you're reading the scripture. Oftentimes, there's these sort of sandwich verses, I like to call it. So uh, as we were reading the Beatitudes, Matthew 5, 6 said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And I, we defined righteousness then as a, it's an identity thing. It's because of what Jesus has done, we're now righteous, and our part is just to live it out. But we're supposed to be living that way. And then what we just looked at today... Or blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So you have this verse in 6 about righteousness and here in 10 about righteousness. Well, when you're reading the Bible, if you come across those sort of things where there's the same subject in a couple of passages very close, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes what's in between is a description of what they're talking about on either end. And so with this discussion about, you know, uh, righteousness, what's, what are the verses sandwiched between? It's about being merciful. 
It's about having integrity, and it's about being a peacemaker. And that's kind of the idea of how we're living out righteousness. That's what's supposed to happen. Well, then you look at that, and you think, well, how if, if I'm being that, if I'm a, a person that's filled with mercy, and I'm a person that's got integrity, and I'm doing my best to live at peace with everyone and to introduce people to the peace of God, which is the most amazing thing happening, why would the result of that be persecution? And here's why. Um, everybody that you're in relationship with, that doesn't yet know Jesus. So whether it's in your family, it's your friends, it's your coworkers, it's at school, it's, it's the people that you recreate with, whatever that looks like, every single person is, is at a spot where they have to make a choice because of you. And there's only two choices, salvation or persecution at some level. And, and what do I mean? Either because of you, because you're imaging God to the world and because of who you are, either they have to realize that they have a need to come to Jesus or they have to justify somehow the reason that they don't. And in that justification, you will face a level of persecution. It might not be horrific. It could be. But, but it will be there. They'll treat you different. They, just things will start to happen. And, and so you need to be aware of the, the reason that this happens is everybody has to make a choice here. And there, these are the two. There's not other options. It's either they need to come to Jesus and get saved or they need to somehow make it so that they don't have to. And that's going to come at your expense. That's what you're going through. You, you need to know, though, that... that um, they don't always stay. Sometimes you'll, you'll face pushback, like I talked about from someone, but they'll end up coming to the choice that they, they need to get saved. It's just some of the things that are happening. But, but they can sense what's going on because you're imaging God. You're bringing the Holy Spirit's with you. You're making a difference wherever you go, and there's this thing that's happening. And, and the, the pushback is everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. This is the big thing they've got, they've got to deal with. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. And so all of these things are taking place. And so these responses, they're not always immediate, but they're happening, and they're happening around you. Everybody is moving towards one or the other, uh, if you don't know Jesus. And we need to be aware of that, so that we don't have to take it too personally. We don't have to swing at every pitch. And... Uh, we can understand that that the reality is it's a blessing. And that's like, well, how in the world is that? Well, we're on the right path. It means we're actually imaging in the way that we should. And we're making a difference. And, and, and it's a big deal when Jesus says it. Because remember, in a lot of places, the persecuted, part of the persecution is, leads ultimately to their death. Well, well, how can he begin to say that that's a, that's a blessing? Here's what you always need to remember. And this is, this is so true in every aspect of our life. Once you come to know Jesus, your eternal life has begun. And you have stepped into the most amazing adventure that there's ever been. And what lies ahead for us, what's coming is, and remember, we talk about this a lot. We'll be talking about it more. Because a lot of people don't realize this is the end result. That is that new heaven is coming to earth. Revelation 21. And, and so, and earth is renewed it's recreated it, it, the picture is that what was intended at creation that's going to happen when jesus comes back the next time 
That's, that's the, this is the end of the, our amazing story, all right? Um, if, if you, this body gives out on you before that happens, you will spend some time in heaven. But it's going to be, it's not the end. A lot of people think, oh, I'm going to get bored floating around the crowd. You will not have time to get bored. You're going to, I tell you that, I have this idea. When you, when you pass out of this body, uh, if Jesus hadn't come back, you pop right into the throne room. And the worship that's going on there is so intense that that's all you're going to care about. And every you'll be you'll be woo. And then every now and again you're going to see somebody you know, and you go woo. I'm sorry, I'm busy. Woo. And and you're going to have that. And then all of a sudden Jesus is going to go. Okay, time to go. You're not going to have time for a whole lot. Of, and boom, here he comes. And new heaven comes because it's all that new heaven's ready. Boom, earth recreated, renewed. We get. Uh, I like this part. We get new physical bodies. Yay! <laughs> ah, thank you. I know. I know how you feel. Uh, some of you younger folks, yeah. But uh, so I'm 60. Henry's 61, I think, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, the 70. Listen, that whole deal of a new physical... Can you even imagine? And then we get to enjoy creation perfect. Listen, it's cool now. We get out there and we're, we can be taken like, wow, that's cool. We live in a neat place, islands. You know, Alice and I have been up to in a cruise in Alaska. <gasps> We've only ever seen creation broken, fallen. As good as you think it is, can you, you, I think we can't even begin to imagine what it's like perfect. It's going to be perfect and we're going to be new bodies and Jesus is going to be hanging out with us and, and it's going to be amazing. That's what we have coming. And the hope of that, we have to remember that, is, is what we keep pressing into. Because now, sometimes we're going to have some hard stuff. That's been this whole idea. It happens. It's a fallen world. It's a broken planet. We have a very real enemy. He's defeated but not departed and he's still doing some stuff. But we've got Jesus and our eternal life has begun and we have this amazing hope. And so we know that we're going to go through some things. But Jesus saying no matter what, it never will compare to what lies ahead and the adventure you can have even now in this journey that you're on with me. And we have to remember that blessed are those persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. When you read about it, it's not, it's not talking about heaven as a, as a place there. It's talking about the kingdom of heaven, God's rule, God's reign, his, his uh, being in God's will. This is the idea of kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God. Beatitudes, you remember that Matthew 5, 3 starts about kingdom of heaven and it ends with kingdom of heaven. So really, in effect, everything in between is, is a reflection of what it means to be a citizen of the kingdom. Blessed are you when people insult you. That's a hard one. Persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. People go, oh, doesn't that mean that you're talking about heaven? Your, your reward's in heaven, but guess what heaven is doing in the future? It's coming down here. And it's keeping it safe for us, so it's all there for us. Our inheritance, everything's being kept safe where nothing here can mess with it. And then we're connected to it. In the, because in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. See, this is what's happening. And that what we need to understand about living these Beatitudes out. And that sometimes we're going to have some conflict. But it's okay. Because when we're living this well, you're on the right path. When, when people around you are having to make choices. And either they're going to come to know Jesus or they're going to find a reason not to. But hopefully they'll come to know Jesus. But in the meantime, there's stuff that happens. And so we just need to be very much aware of that. And that's what's going on with the Beatitudes. So I hope you can take all that in and sort of 
um, process that together, how it all works. Next week is uh, Palm Sunday. Ooh, that's a good week. We're going to talk about perspective next week. And then it's Easter. Yes. Invite people, okay? Let's, we got extra service, and, and uh, it's, it's going to be really cool. So invite folks. All right, Alice, my love, why don't you come? Let's pray. Papa, um, we are thankful to be your kids, to be a part of this amazing journey. We're thankful for the hope that we have. We're thankful for that life that we have now. Because Holy Spirit, you're with us now. And everything is amazing in you. And the very idea that you're, you're with us and that you're for us and that you're in us and that you've got us. It changes everything for us. And so I pray that you would continue to have your way in us. And as we partner with you in this world, that we would make a difference. That we would see people's lives changed in our families, in our friendships, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our community. God, that you would bring this, this revival and renewal, this breakthrough that, that hundreds and thousands of people will just come and know you as their Lord and Savior. And God, that you will use us. You are so good, God. You're so good. And don't, don't give up on the people that you've been praying for for a long time. Those people who seem the most distant, just continue to press in and pray for them and lift them up. And watch what God's going to do. Alice. I have a couple today. Um, our, our precious Dr. Lily had a word during worship this morning, and I want to read it to you. As we were singing and praising today, I received a strong impression from the Holy Spirit that there's someone here that came to church today to hear one last good word directed to them from the Lord. And this is it. I love you, and you are mine. Jeremiah 31, 3. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. That's you today. Let that land on you. You leave here knowing you are loved. That God chose this day to tell you specifically how blessed you are and how loved you are. And then the, the one thing I got all week was that he wanted me to pray for people's sleep. That there's some of you here today that maybe you're struggling with some insomnia. And so the Lord wants me to pray for you. He wants to turn your chaos into calm and your problems into peace. So if you're not sleeping and you're struggling with that cycle, let me pray for you this morning and take this in. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and break through those bedroom walls and let sleep come upon your precious people. Father, for those that are struggling and tossing and turning, we just ask that you turn that chaos into calm, those problems into peace. You are the only one who can. And we love you, and we thank you for what you're doing today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
This amazing journey starts by knowing Jesus as Lord and Savior. If you've never done it, it's, it's really it's a confession that says, Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? He's done all the hard work. We just believe in our hearts, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. And so if you've never done that, do it today. It is absolutely the best decision you will ever make. Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? Invite him in and everything changes. So if you're going to do that in here or if you're watching online and you do that, please let me know. Two ways to do it. Text the word heart to me at 305-745-7513 so I'll know. Or just go to uh, the webpage that we just put up recently, anewbeliever.com. And there's some information there for you and a little form to fill out, just so I know. I just want to know what's going on with you. And it is absolutely the best decision you will ever make. Thanks again, church, for your amazing generosity. We love you guys. We're blessed um, all the time by you. This is how, if you're watching online to give, or if you'd like to give digitally, you can do that there. Or um, there's offering boxes in here on your way out. They're hard to see. There's one there on the end. There's one there on the end. A couple by the doors. And uh, when we go here in a minute, those doors will be open for you. Please go out this way so that uh, we have a good flow out there. You don't have to touch anything. Let's sing doxology. We're going to sing the old way, not the new, young, cool way. Got these old bodies. <laughs> Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. We'll see you soon. Remember to go out this way. It looks like a beautiful day out there. Catch some fish. Hope your team wins. See you later. Bye. Be kind to each other out there in the parking lot. Great spot to do that. God bless you guys. We'll see you soon. And uh, God bless everybody watching online. Thank you for doing and being here. We appreciate you. We're praying for you. Uh, next week, Palm Sunday, go ahead and get your palm branches now. Get ready. And uh, you don't really have to do that. Just, just, just get ready. It doesn't matter if you want to get palm branches. But, yeah, next week, Palm Sunday, and then Holy Week, and then Easter. And we're going to do, we're asking God for a double portion this Easter because last Easter we kind of all celebrated in our own spot. Yes. So I want to say hi to Miss Danita. Yes. I love you if you're listening, baby. Yes. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye.